0: Heavenly Father, um, thank you for the grace that you have offered to me uh, and to these kids. We pray, Father, that um, through my story tonight, uh, they would get to see your grace uh, working uh, in my life and uh, that they would be able to see that grace in their own. Uh, we pray, Father, that um, as your people, we would continue to live lives that are honor- honoring and glorifying to you. And we ask this in Christ's name. Amen. Right. So I uh, was not always a Christian. Let's start there. So I grew up uh, in a Christian house. My parents uh, took me to church most of the time. Um, My dad was in the Air Force. And so my church involvement really stemmed from that was a place where, as we were moving every two or three years, my family had a place where we could belong right? You move to a new place. You don't know anybody. Where are you going to find friends who are trustworthy, nice kind of people? Church, right? And so that, uh, church was one of the first places we got plugged in and I did all the stuff, right? I did, uh, let's see, I did VBS at like all the VBSs around the town. It was like the, uh, like a, like a pub crawl, right? Like you hit one and then the next week you go to the next one and then you go to the next one and the next one, right? This is a reformed church. You guys know about pubs. So we, uh, so we would go and I, you know, I would, I would be in church. We'd go on Wednesday nights. We'd go to dinner on Wednesday nights. I would go to Awana, right? Where it's, you guys know about Awana? Okay. Awana is this program where the kids come in and they, play games and then they study scripture and they memorize it and they earn prizes for all the scripture that they memorize and so I was in churches I was doing stuff I looked like a good Christian kid and people recognized that in me and they said nice things to me because of it and I was like nice I'm a Christian and people like me because of it I want to like this is it this is who I am right on top of that I was also an athlete uh, I played basketball and soccer, um, and so I was a pretty good athlete, and that was the way that I interacted with people, right That was what I built my life on was one i 'm going to be a good kid that people like, and two i 'm going to be an athlete, so people like me they want me to be around, right because if i 'm good, then I can help the team people want me to be around so uh, those are two things that To find who I was as a person all the way up through middle school, through high school, and going into college. Um, Now, when I got to college, things were a little bit different, right? So I went to college. uh, I got a scholarship to Butler University to play soccer. Um, uh, And I was just excited to be there. I was like, I'm the man. This is great. Uh, This is going to be the best thing ever. And four or five games into my freshman year, I was starting, I was scoring goals, and then I stopped playing. And so, I was trying to figure out, right? There are reasons that I didn't understand why is this happening to me, right? I had these career ambitions of having a great college career, going on to play professionally. It's like, this is, this is what it's about, man. Like, uh, I was putting, I was staking my future on my ability to play soccer. Um, and uh, it was falling apart right so we in the meantime so this is going on right my season started out really well and then it just kind of started a decline right and I'm going through and I'm like ah, I'm only a freshman it's fine things will get things will get better next year right it'll change meanwhile the first week of college um, we had We call it welcome week, but basically all of the clubs on campus, the clubs and the fraternities and sororities and just anything that you could be a part of while you were in college had a big fair and everybody had a booth and you just walked around and you signed your name on a paper for them to contact you and then they gave you like a frisbee or a pen or a t-shirt or something, right? All that free stuff that you just throw away. Uh, But it was cool because it had the college stuff on it, right? It's like, oh, I'm big time now. I'm in college. So I, uh, I got to, I ended up going to this booth that said Athletes in Action on it. Now, the town that I went to high school in is next door to the Athletes in Action World Headquarters, and they have soccer fields and football fields and baseball fields, and they invite high school and college teams to come and play at their facilities. And so I had been to there before, uh, and I recognized their logo, but I didn't know anything about what it was about. Uh, So I walked up and said, hey, I've seen this logo before. What is this? And the guy was like, well, we're a Christian group on campus that ministers to student-athletes. And I said, hey, that's me. I'm a Christian. And two, I'm a student-athlete. This is perfect. I'll write my name down. He's like, yeah, you can give me a call. And what I realized was like, uh, I'm not sure I actually want to put any time or effort into this, right? It was like, I want people to think that I'm a Christian, so I'll I'll sign my name up. Maybe I'll go every once in a while, just to keep the image up. Right? It's like I want I want to be identified this way, but I don't actually want to put in the time or the effort or like really care about it. Um, any of you Any of you guys ever felt that way? Right? The, you want to You want to be able to identify with the label so that you can reap the benefits of it, but you don't actually want to be a major part of it. That's where I was, but with, like, church and, and with God. Not a great strategy with God, I think. Uh, so, a couple weeks after I signed my name on this paper, give this guy my phone number, he calls me. He's like, hey, do you want to get together? Let's get together. I'm like, yeah, I think I'm busy. I don't, I don't think I want to do this. Uh, and so I was, like, pushing him off, pushing him off. And this man called me once a week for the whole first semester. Right? He was absolutely relentless. And so I went to the Christmas party because I heard there were cookies. <laughs> so I went. I went. Right? Said, "Yeah, I'm a part of this. I'm a part of this group now." Right? I went. I'm a part of this group. Meanwhile, right? So that that was something that was going on on the side in the background. But what I was most important, like what I was focused on, what was most important to me was my soccer career. And so the season ended, got a little bit better toward the end. Our team did really well. Um, And then uh, the spring semester went fine. We didn't play any games. All we did was exercise every day and was miserable. So then went and had a good, good summer after my freshman year. And I came back into my sophomore year on a high right? My summer team had done really, really well. I was coming in, I was in shape, I was feeling real good, I was scoring goals, and uh, the same thing happened. I was starting, 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 boom. Wasn't starting anymore. Two games later, didn't even come off the bench, right? I was devastated, devastated. And I, like, to the point where I was, I was, 19 years old and I was crying at soccer practice because I just I could not handle this like I was a failure I was supposed to be the man and I didn't even get onto the field right I I didn't know how how to handle myself to the point where I just started weeping at practice which is a little bit embarrassing I don't know if you've ever been there (laughs) it's not it's not fun uh So, uh, that continued, right? The season kept going that way. It was just bad. It was bad. And I was just, soccer was going down. It started to affect my relationships with my teammates, right? I was, I was so wrapped up in me being the man that I couldn't be excited about the people around me. I couldn't be excited for my teammates when they were doing well. I couldn't be excited for the team when they, like the team was doing well. and so. I was just falling apart, right? My relationships are falling apart. My grades start to go down. And I, I realized, I remember riding, I was riding my bike after a game one, day, one night and I had, this, I had this thought in my head of like, I see myself as this good kid, right? This good person and a good athlete. And I couldn't honestly evaluate myself and say that I met either of those things. I don't know if you've been in that position before, where you you don't even you don't meet your own standards that you've set for yourself, the things that are most important to you, and so I was just I was lost, right. Now remember that guy who kept hounding me to get together, he you know he kept going, right all through the all through that semester, and so pretty soon after I had uh, stopped playing. He called me and was like, hey, do you want to get lunch this week? And I was like, you know what? Yeah, I don't have anybody to talk to about this, right? And so for about three months, I met with this guy every day or every week and just vented to him about how awful my life was, right? Just, you guys ever been around somebody like that? It's not great, (laughs) I was that guy, but... Here's the thing I want to tell you, right? This man was a Christian. This man had received the grace of God in his own life, and he recognized in me that I needed God's grace. He recognized that I had these idols in my life that I was looking to to make my life valuable and that they were crashing. And every week we would get together, he would let me vent about everything going on in my life and he said, you know what? I think you're looking for the wrong stuff. I think you're looking for the wrong stuff. Have you, like, do you know the gospel? And he would tell me that, you know, your, your value doesn't come from anything that you can do, that you can produce. It doesn't come from anything that's inside of you. Your value comes from you being created in the image of God. And that Jesus Christ came and died for you. God thought you were so valuable that he sent his son to die for your sins so that he could claim you as his forever. And I know a lot of us have heard that before, right? For me, I had heard it before, but I hadn't actually ever heard it. Does that make sense? Hadn't actually ever heard it before. And so he, every week, was telling this over and over and over and over again and finally uh, in the winter of that year um, I uh, heard a heard a man preaching from Colossians so it was a week it was a weekend thing it was a retreat that we went to um, that's actually a fun story so this same guy his name is Doug he's he's one of my favorite people in the history of the world uh, He said, "Hey, we're having this retreat for student athletes. You should come." And I was like, "Nah, absolutely not." Right? Uh, It's like I don't want to give up a whole weekend. I don't want to pay any money to go do that. And so he kept he kept pestering me about it. Right? Like I like I said, this man is relentless. He's like he knew that this was going to be good for me, and uh, he called my soccer coach and made sure that we didn't have practice. Right, he's like, "Here's the deal. I called your coach. You don't have practice, so you're free. Uh, I know that uh, you don't have homework because you already told me that." Stupid. And uh, he's like, "I'm gonna pay. I'm gonna pay for your registration fee, and I'm gonna drive you there." He cornered me, man. I'd had no choice. I had to go. So we go. So I end up going to this retreat, and this man started. He preached through Colossians on that weekend. And he preached about the glory of Jesus Christ. And so Doug had been meeting with me and had been sharing the gospel with me, and the Holy Spirit had been preparing my heart to actually hear the gospel. And so that weekend I heard about the glories of Christ. I heard that he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. By him all things were created in heaven and on earth. Visible, or invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him, and he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He's the head of the body, the church, he's the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, and that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace. By the blood of his cross. I heard about how Jesus Christ came. He lived a life that was perfectly obedient to the Father, a life that I wanted to claim, but never really had any shot coming close to. He lived a perfect life and he died a death for the express purpose of saving exactly the kind of people like me the ones who thought that they could be good enough on their own, but totally failed. And then we got to chapter three. So that was from Colossians one, I read that. Uh, Colossians three, I read about this life. So there's, there's all of these commands, right? You, and the way that it's phrased is, take off this old man. Right? I was living with this man who was full of regret, full of failure, full of shame, because I wasn't the man, and everybody around me knew that, right? And so I was just, I was walking around feeling humiliated all the time. But in Christ, I heard that you can, you take off that old man, and Christ makes you a completely new person, right? And to read the things about this person in this life, right? You've been raised with Christ. You can have your mind set on things that are above. Your life is hidden with Christ and God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, you also will appear with him in glory. You could have a life that is your God's chosen ones, holy and beloved. You can have a life that's defined not by whatever I choose, but by compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, patience. Forgiving each other, putting on love, living in harmony with other people. That's the kind of life that I wanted to live. Right? I want I want a life that looks like that. And that's possible through Christ. Right. And so this this all of this was like hitting me like hurricane. Is it Irma? Gosh, I always freak I always get a mess up. Right. Right. Just came into my life and just smacked me around. And in on that weekend, I realized that Christ was Christ was the king. And he offered this to me purely because he wanted to. Right? It wasn't anything that I'd earned. We already established that I couldn't have earned anything because I blew it. And so God's grace came to me in a powerful way, in a real way that I hadn't heard before. And so the, the good Christian kid became a Christian on that weekend. And so now, uh, I know you guys are going through this book called The Gospel-Centered Life, right? So when, when I actually, uh, they showed me that book, I was like, this looks familiar. I looked through it. It's the same thing I went through with Doug right after I became a Christian, which is pretty fun. All right. Uh, So um, my life now, in the midst of all these things, so I was still, I now, so looking, moving forward from that weekend, right, uh, I was the Christian kid who was now actually a Christian. So I had to figure out what that looks like. I had to, I had to realize that like, oh, if I'm a Christian now, that means that I have to actually take this seriously. Uh, I was also still a soccer player. I had to figure out how do I live my, how do I play soccer? How do I live my life as a part of this team uh, as a Christian? Which was a terrifying thing, right? So like you read through this list of like all these things that you're supposed to take off. I'm like, oh man, like that's all, I got to get rid of all of this stuff. And all through that, God's grace empowered me to live a life that wasn't perfect, right? It wasn't one that was always glorifying and honoring to him, but my life slowly changed to the point where I was able to actually live out as if Christ were living through me, right? Um, And so this this is another another great thing. So my soccer career ended at my last game of my senior season. uh, And... That was, a, that was a hard thing for me, right? I wanted to be a professional athlete. And it did not happen. Um, but in the midst of that, God had been training my heart to recognize that there's a need, right? When you guys go out into the world and look around, the people that you interact with need to hear the gospel. And so God showed me that there's a need for soccer players like me to hear the gospel. And he presented me through his grace with this opportunity to share the gospel with soccer players, which is what I do now. And it's an amazing thing. I met with a guy uh, just last Friday and we were, we were reading through uh, reading through the gospel of John and we got to share the gospel of how we, we went through the, the story of the woman at the well and how Christ approached this woman in all of the junk that she's going through and said, listen, I have a gift for you. I have this living water, uh, And if you drink of this living water, you'll never thirst again, right? Um, So I hope that it's an encouraging story, right? Um, I hope it's an encouraging story to see someone who uh, thought that I could do it on my own, thought that I could build up my own life and be successful. uh, But God showed me that what I really needed was his grace. Let Let me pray for us and then we can split up. All right, Father, we uh, thank you again. Thank you for your grace that you offer to those who put their faith in you. Um, God, to pray for, pray for all of us in this room that you would help us if for the first time to actually hear, having heard the gospel, to actually hear it. Um, we pray that you would help us by your, by your spirit and through your grace to, to live lives that uh, are gospel-centered um, and that rely on your grace daily. So that's just incredible.